0: It's August, so that means back to school and back to the survey. Mm -hmm. This is The Veteran Wargamer. This is The Veteran Wargamer. I'm your host, Jay Arnold. You're now listening to episode 71. I am joined by Jasper Ortas, the editor-in-chief, head muckety-muck, the main man at...
1: Janitor. Car- Don't forget janitor.
0: Janitor, yes. <laughs> at <laughs> at carwanserai Publishing. Jasper, how are you?
1: I am pretty good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm, You know, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm uh, sitting in the backyard... Uh, so it's because it's very early in the United States. It's six a.m. or just after six a.m. in the United States. It's one p.m. or thirteen hundred if where you are there in the Netherlands. So yep, I uh, I have to make these types of sacrifices for the for the listeners so that they can get the great content that they want from more than oh, just, yeah, people just just in the to, United States. You
1: know, just to make sure that I would have been perfectly happy to record this at eight p.m. For next time, maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I would have been doing other stuff. Sundays are pretty busy yeah. around here, so...
1: But it just,
0: is yeah. it is a Sunday. Um, we are a week into the release of the yes. Great Wargaming Survey 2021 edition.
1: Exactly. A, a, a week and one hour and 15 minutes
0: now. Oh, there we go. And... Uh, Will be. I'll probably release this right at the two-week mark. That way we're halfway through. Hopefully get a somewhat of a surge from additional tweeting and retweeting and Facebooking and all the rest. So hopefully, knock on wood, I'll, I'll help in some manner in that regard. But anyway, yes. we're not here to talk about me and the podcast. We're here to talk about the Great Wargaming Survey. Um, if you don't mind... Uh, I did have a few questions about how things are going now that we are in the time of plague still uh, from the last time we spoke. Um, How are things going in the Netherlands gaming scene with with COVID? Are are clubs getting back together? Are shops opening? What's happening there? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think currently uh, this country is pretty much open except for um you know busy festivals and and nighttime activities uh in in bars and clubs that's and they found that it's a bit of a spreader event mm-hmm. those are spreader events so otherwise i think things are i think pretty much back up um as far as i know clubs are opening um wargaming clubs that is uh, games are being played, and people are starting to organize little events again. Mm-hmm. So stuff is happening, which is which is nice because that mm-hmm. was all of nothing for pretty much a, you know, just over a year.
0: Right now, was ha- has the timing worked out that Crisis has been able to re reopen or in Antwerp or did they a Crisis or, or would they be.
1: Uh, Crisis would usually was in the first week of November. Mm -hmm. I think they, yeah, I think I saw it come by earlier a couple months ago that they canceled for this year. It's just they have to rent out a a large building a long time ahead, or you know the the, the cancellation time is probably a couple months, Mm -hmm. so they had to decide to cancel it again for this year. Um, I'm, I I hope they be able to pick that back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but crisis, of course, affected not just by COVID, but also by Brexit. Oh yeah, um, the, the regulations for you know the English traders or British traders, I should say, wanting to come into the EU. Um as far as I understand, if they, you know, they would have to pass customs, they would have to declare exactly how much they're bringing into the EU. uh, And I think they would have to pay tax, import tax on that. And they would be able to 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 get a reduction on that on the way out based on how much they sold and how much they're taking back. But that would be, for one, it would be a big hassle. Uh, and for the other, it probably would be punishing for a lot of small companies. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're, well, I guess it wouldn't help with VAT tax registration in the UK. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly about the ins and outs, um, not trading that way. Right, um, but I'm sure it, it is. You know, it, for a lot of British traders, it's already. For, you know, I know what it's like going the other way for salute. Um, the expense of, you know, of traveling, of um, lodging, food. I mean, the, the the stand itself at crisis is not very expensive, but it's you know <laughs> it takes a lot of time. You're you're, you're going to be out there, three four days, so um, that probably adding the the customs barrier may well be uh, put, put crisis beyond the reach of a lot of British traders. So I don't know what that means for the future of crisis. I'm sure I, I wish the, I wish the organizers, um, Billy and Johan and all the others at the TSA, uh, a lot of wisdom and a lot of good luck. Cause I think a lot of people would like to see the show back because it's great. It's been, it's always got a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antwerp is a great city to have a, spend a weekend in um but you know it's a it's a big financial risk for for a club which is not a commercial venture right um to take on so i'm glad Mm -hmm. i'm not in their shoes for that one
0: sure sure Mm. yeah it's it's kind of a double whammy in that case isn't it it Um, it
1: really is it it might be that there's a lot i mean there are more and more European companies, and if they all come, that might still make it interesting, uh, provided they can get enough people through the door. Uh, but there's a lot of ifs,
0: right? Right, to to say the least. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully things can come back. I'm not going to say go back to normal because we've got a new normal now, right? And hopefully. Hopefully things can come back, and uh, luckily, one thing that isn't affected as much by disease and taxes and border issues are, is the Great War Gaming Survey, and we're we're a week into it now. I know it's early yep. days, um, but how are how are things going as far as the as far as the results so far?
1: Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not allowed to say, as you know, I'm not allowed to say anything about the results while they're ongoing because I might unduly influence people. Um,
0: <laughs> well, how about just sheer numbers? How, how is that going? Pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Um, we have, I, they, but it's, it's hard to say. I don't remember exactly because I, I should really make like a list. Like day one, we usually get this many. Day two, usually this. Um, I think we're about on a par with previous years. Okay, um, there's always you really start to notice that it's for some people it's become sort of a tradition now, which is great for us. It's like first week of August time to fill in the great Wargaming survey. So you always get a great surge in the first couple days Mm -hmm. uh, and then that that surge mellows down a bit, Um, but we're seeing we're still seeing a lot of people coming new to the survey, which is great. uh, it also means that there's lots of people who have taken the survey in previous years who still have to take it, uh, which is also great. At least I hope they, they will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really looked at that. We, we're using it. Um, uh, if you've taken it, you've noticed we're using a, a different um, different survey engine under the hood. So that gives me... Uh, not as many sort of like immediate analysis tools as uh, our previous engine uh, did, which, you know, it's a bit of a disadvantage, but I think the UI is a great improvement. Uh, We had a lot of complaints last year from people uh, who thought it was awkward to fill out on the phone. I I think that's been improved, I hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've not seen as many complaints anyway, and a few people go, this was really easy, so... Easy is, is hopefully good.
0: Yeah, I, I filled it out uh I filled it out last night, completed however you want to con- you know, whatever term you want to use. And yeah, it was it was really pretty simple just click, click, click and there's no slidey or slider interface that at least I don't think there was. I think it was just clicking radio buttons for the most part and maybe yeah. make a few comments here and there. Um so that was, uh, yeah, it, it took, I think, if I, I didn't time myself, but I'd say it probably didn't take but about five minutes, if that. Um, I, I'm because sure you're...
1: Some people commented there seemed to be fewer questions. I don't think there were. I think there were actually more questions than mm-hmm. some years. It's just um, I, I'm sure that some of the ranking questions we used to have took a lot more time than what we do now, where we said, we used to say, Hey, put, you know, this whole list of 20 or 25, like favorite settings, you know, either rank them from one to 25 or tell me for each and every one of them, do you like this or do you not on a scale of say, hate it, do you love it? Yeah. And now we just said in all those cases, just pick the three ones you like best. And sometimes the follow-up questions, which you do, you really not like Mm -hmm. which is Maybe harder because people, uh, I've been told that a lot of people have more than three favorite eras and settings. So <laughs> I had to ask them what, who were their favorite children. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I figured that at least forces people to really go, okay, th- these three I really like, which uh, g- means we have to anal- analyze it slightly differently. But uh, I think it will still give a pretty good idea. And it's much easier to do.
0: Right, right, absolutely, and you know that was definitely. I I could definitely see, especially with a certain type of gamer, (laughs) where, (laughs) um, they they, you know, a little analysis paralysis could set in, delaying the delaying the completion of the survey for sure. Uh,
1: Well, you know, we always figure it's you know that the idea is it asks you because we've been doing it every year. Uh, So the more we do it every year, it's the question like, what, you know, what is the stuff that you do with the most right now? What do you play? What do you paint? What do you collect? And I'm sure there are people who work on half a dozen projects at the same time, actually doing something on them all the time. Um, But, you know, you have to give a number somewhere. And three seems as good as any.
0: Yeah. And if, if my math's correct, this is the eighth iteration of the yes. Great War Gaming yes, survey. Is. Um, so looking looking at the big picture, right, let's let's pull back just for a moment. And I guess again, we we don't have results yet, but um, is this about how you expect things to go as far as like getting answers or uh, in comparison to last year, do you know if this is about the same number? Of, I, yeah, think it's I, think it's, about I think the same it's number true. of responses as this time last yeah. year, right?
1: I, I think um, I think the first time we broke ten thousand, that was twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty, we had a difference in in the number of responses of exactly what I think. I checked it; I forgot already. It was like fifteen or something. They're mm-hmm. so very close together. Um, and it usually takes about two weeks to get to the 10,000 and then it, you know, the, 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 rest of the month, it really slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can, we can spread it out more this time around and keep that speed and enthusiasm going all month, all month, which is, to be honest, is sometimes hard to do for us as well, because, you know, I have other jobs, uh, other tasks I have to do. Sure. And so does Guy. I mean, he has to work on you know, get the next issue out the door. Um, so keeping that going and you know constantly banging the drum is hard to do. And besides, it, it really it sort of we have to try and get it beyond our own. I mean, we know the people. We know we know the people. Uh, you know the the social circle that we reach with all our various social media. And I'm sure you know if we keep doing that, then people are going to get sick of us talking about the Great Wargaming Survey, and they, they've taken uh-huh. it or not. But to get a bigger audience, you need to go elsewhere. So we're hoping that some people on, say, YouTube or other podcasts will will pick it up and tell people about it. Because you know the the big news, of course, about last year's Great Wargaming Survey was that uh, Wired published an article about women in wargaming and gatekeeping uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um, which to me didn't read necessarily like the best research article ever, except for the fact that they had found the great wargaming survey uh, and pulled some statistics from it. Um, So I guess we're now, you know, now we've been recognized as the source of all things wargaming when it comes to statistics. Um, (laughs) Take that for, you know, what you will. Um, Sure. But, you know, the more it, 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 the, the problem remains with the survey, and there's it, nothing that we can do to fix it, is that nobody really knows how many wargamers there are there in the world. Right. Maybe uh, I suspect GW has a pretty good idea how many active Warhammer and Warhammer 40K uh, players uh, there are in the world, uh, but they won't tell anybody else. Um and mm-hmm. that includes only their, um, their audience, of course. Right. But until we know how many war gamers are in the world and what exactly qualifies as a war gamer, we don't know um, what the population is, the maximum population, and and how what it looks like demographically. So there's no way for us to really decide whether um, our survey, which is a very large sample. Is is representative of the wargaming community as a whole. So mm-hmm. the, the only thing we can do is to keep surveying as many people as possible because that says something about a lot of people.
0: Right, right. Um, one thing that I've always found interesting was the way that you go about, you know, getting the word out. It, it's almost I. I I hesitate to use this term, but I am going to use it. At this point, it's kind of pro forma. You know, folks that are into the hobby at this point expect the the survey to come out. Um, I think uh, there's been a – well, not I think. I, I know that there's been a, a greater uh, market presence or a greater – a uh, greater number of the Warhammer, whether Fantasy or 40K players are are getting in on it now uh, due to a uh, little bit wider uh, notice in that community. Um, are, there, are there any plans to fur- try to further expand that? Are there new avenues that you're looking into to, to advertise the, the survey?
1: Um, certainly trying to find ways to do it. Um, but it's, you know, we, we are doing it in the quietest time of the year. Um, cause half the world is on vacation. It always seems in August. Um, which is part of the reason why we do it now to have something to talk about for everyone who, who stays at home. Um, and, and we, you know, we try to reach out to people who have a different audience than we do, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only thing, the uh, best thing that we can do. You know, if we, if we manage to convince, you know, somebody with a big YouTube channel, as I said, or you know, other websites or newsletters who can help us get the word out, uh, that's not just much appreciated. It's I think that's that's the only way we can reach more people. Um, then sort of, you know, organically, you know, we put the word out and people re- just our fans, uh, our friends and fans who repeat the word because, you know, in the end, I think that you reach sort of a similar audience. You know, it's it's the wider historical Wargaming community that we reach fairly easily, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, But to get it beyond that into, you know, all the sort of subgroups, you know, Wargaming is extremely splintered. look it up, especially, you know, we had, there is no, no central. uh, Unfortunately, maybe no central uh, online community where everybody hangs out. I mean, if there is any, it's probably Facebook uh, and everybody's divided everything into a gazillion separate groups. Right. Um, some of which are set to completely private some are public and it's based on you know geography or nationality and and or and or specific games um, which in in one way is great because it makes it much easier to find friends who are nearby who are who enjoy the same games that you do and in other ways it's terrible because it just splinters the landscape completely
0: mm-hmm yeah, I, it's. I mean, you can certainly argue that there there used to be a website that <laughs> kind of captured, maybe not everybody, but a good good chunk of folks, and it's kind of slid downhill, so to speak. But we won't. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's some attempts out there for sure, but it's it is hard. You know, we spend so much time these days of our online presence on social media whether that's Twitter or Facebook and now we've got these other platforms like Discord and Twitch yeah. where you know people are spending even more time on on those locations, but like you said, they're they're extremely fragmented. You have a you know, you 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 consider tabletop gaming, whatever version of that greater hobby that you're that you belong to you know that that's a niche hobby really and then you talk about miniatures wargaming which is a niche within a niche and then you might have historical miniatures wargaming which is a niche within a niche within a niche then you I mean you could drill all, you know drill down all the the way yeah you know it's the you know this is the two millimeter war of jenkins ear light infantry (laughs) facebook group you know (laughs) and we're only going to talk about light infantry here so um, it, it's interesting that there are – I think there are a few groups out there that might cast a wider net. But a lot of times it seems like the, the signal-to-noise ratio in, in those is sometimes pretty low, unfortunately. Um,
1: well, then but... if you're just just talking about Facebook, I mean, at least Facebook has the advantage that if you type in – you know, the War of Jenkins Ear. it will show you all groups that have that war in their description or yeah. uh, in their in their name, and you can try and become a member and, and see if that gets you in contact with kindred spirits. Um, and then you find that they play 28 mil instead of 2 mil. But um, so that's one thing, but then you look at say Discord, I don't mm-hmm. think it works. I mean, Discord has, as far as I know, just works by Invitation only?
0: Yeah. Either invitation Uh, only or you got to know about it or someone's got to tell you about it, which I guess is a kind of invitation, but yeah, yeah, it's... it's
1: even more closed off, uh, separate communities. Um, well, I think that's, that's a, I mean, I can see why people enjoy doing it because it's, it's great to certainly the last year, it's been great to have these various means of social media to stay in touch with your hobby. -hmm. And and friends who enjoy the same thing. On the other hand, it's like because it's in all these different places, makes it very hard to find people um, if you don't know them.
0: Right, because now you're talking about fragmenting based on the social media platform that you're using. You know.
1: Yeah, it's it's but it's how we find each other these days.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, what store was I in? Uh, we took a vacation to Savannah, Georgia, uh, last week and into early part of this week, or mid part of this week, and we. Joey loves going to game stores whenever we're we're in a new place, and quite frankly, so do I. So <laughs> that doesn't take much convincing on his part. Lots but of arm twisting, yeah. Yeah, uh, we we did visit a couple, and they, you know, just it was like the 1970s again. They had. They had postcards up on uh, on the wall, you know. Hey, looking for a group to play D and D or you know other games. So that was um, so that was nice to see. You know, just the the old way of doing it is still it still works, I suppose. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it, right?
1: Sure, and I mean, at, at least it has one advantage that if somebody reads it, uh, if they're not on vacation, then presumably they're they're from that area mm-hmm. uh, which has some advantages yeah. you might find that that group of people who play the war of jenkins ear and two millimeter on facebook is halfway around the world from you
0: yeah true true uh, and even even with uh you know better proximity you know even then it, it can be difficult just to arrange our lives to <laughs> to get a meeting i've been uh I've been uh, uh, friends with Dan Gomez of the Lonely Havocs podcast for, oh gosh, two plus years. He lives about an hour and a half, hour 45 from me, and we, we still haven't gotten together for a game, but, oh, one of these days, right?
1: Yeah, well, you know, hour 45, uh, for us, that'd be like halfway ac- across the country, so, yeah, I know, in, in Missouri, that's, uh, I think that's where you are.
0: Um, Illinois. Illinois. Oh, sorry, Bye. But um, I'm very close to Missouri, so I, I don't take a no, bit.
1: That's how I remembered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that's uh, yeah, that's around the corner. But yeah, that's how these things go.
0: Yeah, Dan, Dan lives in the on the east side of the Mississippi River in the in the St. Louis, Greater St. Louis metro area. So, and uh, we we're actually not too far from him, flying in and out of, uh, you know, flying to and to and back from savannah but anyway that's not quite the digression i plan on having <laughs> <laughs> sorry not that i ever planned my digressions but um no we we haven't had a chance you and i to talk about the 2020 results yet we need to make sure to revisit this a little bit more more quickly next time i suppose um so if you don't mind what do you have some 2020 results handy or have access to them?
1: I, I have a few handy. Um, really, what I, you know, it's a bit of a cop out, but I would really, if people want to read more mm-hmm. uh, about the results of the Great War Gaming Survey, people seem to th- lose track of where they are. Um, the link that you use now to take the survey, uh, which is www.greatwargamingsurvey.com or www.greatwargamessurvey.com. Um, Outside of August 1st to August 31st, that will actually take you to the results. So we figured that was an easy way to do it. And otherwise, just find um Wargame Soldiers Strategy magazine online, and then there's a separate blog section there that's called Great Wargaming Survey. And it has all the research we've ever published about it um, all gathered together there. mm mm-hmm. Um Yeah, yeah. People always want to know what's new and different this year. I mean, the the big thing, of course, in 2020 was that uh, uh, was the um, psychological survey that we had in Mm -hmm. there, uh, which shocked some people, um, which was um, that was that section we took out and anonymized and provided it to a couple of uh, psychologists from uh, Bamberg University in Germany mm-hmm. and they've actually uh, they found it worthwhile enough to write uh, an academic journal article which is uh, I think it's behind a paywall unfortunately but they did also write um, a slightly more accessible version uh, for us which is on that blog. Uh, it, it appears that unfortunately or fortunately most wargamers are fairly normal not as crazy as we think we might be. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's based on, uh, on two sets of questions, uh, which try to uh, categorize people on based on is actually, I thought it was, it's, it's not an easy read, but it's an interesting read to see how psychologists sort of uh, divide groups of people based on the motivations for, um, for playing games um, so you know some people might like to meet new people some people want to they get really into a game and want to learn the, the, the nitty gritty every single rule inside and out um, uh, some people just want to really want to play the game or get very competitive about it uh, some people use the game to learn more from the game itself or from the background um, and some people just like to see the stories that develop from playing a game mm-hmm. um, and they they are able to you know by asking certain kind of questions they were able to to divide us all up I think that's that was interesting uh, and of course last year we, we because we were then, uh all of us pretty much in lockdown or had been for a while right so we asked about some about virtual gaming which we uh, also do this year uh, and this year we were actually able to ask some follow-up questions which is you know if you've done some virtual gaming and you liked it are you planning to do it more and, and that is kind of interesting because you know without saying very much but anecdotally I've already heard that some people go yeah i'm you know that it's become it's become its own thing, um, and that's not really an outcome of the Great Wargaming Survey. I guess it's just a, a sort of a, a fortunate outcome of uh, of this whole COVID situation. Right, we've discovered a new way to enjoy games together, and and some people have have found it as a great way to uh, uh, to meet friends on and, and play games online that they might not be able to meet with. Uh, in real life
0: yeah absolutely um now we'll, even with you know speaking from my own experience even with without you know full lockdown and travel restrictions eased and whatnot we're you know we found that we enjoyed doing games that you know over discord or over ZenCaster or well not ZenCaster, but over uh what is it that we use? For, uh, Streamyard. That's what we use. Streamyard mm-hmm. uh, on to get on to put on YouTube. Also, <laughs> I mean, we were we were doing that before anyway uh, before COVID hit, but it definitely definitely normalized it. Uh, definitely uh, increased uh, the the way that we're gaming online, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know the technology has certainly helped with that uh the fact that we can have a static camera set up and then someone's phone is a mobile camera to to get a yeah. uh, you know you can get the view of that you know of a that unit if you if you so desire right
1: yeah, it, a... it, it, it's awesome how i mean just 10 years ago it would have been much harder to do and 20 years ago all of that would have not would have been possible but and now everybody has various devices with cameras and they're sometimes quite good cameras already. And, and mm-hmm. we have, a lot of us anyway, have the bandwidth at home to be able to upload that camera view simultaneously into, indeed, into StreamYard or Zoom or whatever device or um, software you prefer to use for this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, it's again a, a slight digression, but just the the fact that I'm sitting in my backyard right now talking to you on a completely different continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you know, we're recording it and people in Malaysia are gonna listen to this in a week's time. So <laughs> Yeah, and I, I can only I can only assume that things are gonna continue and no telling what the, the next thing is, right? Because we've got things like Roll Twenty which has some very powerful uh, tools primarily for role-playing games. So they could be applied to a miniatures game as well. Mm-hmm. Or even the the Kriegspiel or uh, the online games that uh, the, for example the Lardies have been doing. Uh, you could definitely do a lot with that. Roll20 uh, platform as well. But that's, yeah, it's, that's...
1: it's kind of interesting. I mean, you had, uh, was it Vassal? I think we tried oh, uh, yeah. tried that with uh, Angus of the um, uh, Ancient Warfare and WSS podcast. Uh, and people have made modules for just about any, well, not for any game you can imagine, but lots of it, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. But then that's that takes your your tabletop game completely, uh, completely it. I mean, you see a, a digital table and, you yep. know. If somebody's made it, it's available, if not, it's not, which is a different experience again from what you said, you know, cameras that are set up on an actual setup table and, and somebody who says, okay, you know, um, camera A is the, is this, is the overview camera B is the detail and uh, player X, uh, on another continent. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, roll the dice, camera on the dice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, ta- there's also a tabletop simulator, which I think has been used more for uh, what we consider, you know, more traditional uh, miniatures games. Then uh, I know there's a there's a pretty robust uh, community there as well, and playing everything from commands and colors to you know you just name the the miniatures game of choice and someone out there has just about done the hard work of making little digital representations of you know yeah jaegers and uh Grinsers and uh lanzers and you know whatever whatever other napoleonic specialty unit you want to think of and But anyhow, so I, I can only imagine that you know the next year is going to bring something new. Of course, it always does, and how how those affect our hobby or, remain to be seen. But it's definitely definitely interesting times to be in the hobby. Oh, uh, now you mentioned that the from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty did you did I hear that right? Did you say that there was only an increase of fifteen respondents or? Was I? Was I? Off? It was actually
1: a decrease of fifteen. A I decrease. It was, in 15. Yeah, it, it was uh, eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty-two in twenty twenty, and eleven thousand seven hundred and ninety something in twenty nineteen. So, it's uh, for all accounts of purposes the same number. I mean, there mm-hmm. might be a couple doubles in either. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's uh, just under 12,000, Is that's the maximum we've managed to uh, to gather uh, in in one year? And I have no idea why it was the same number or pretty much the same number. It's, it's always you know not everything goes as planned. Certainly, these days things don't always go as planned as as, as you wish. Sure. As you had sure. planned, I mean. Um, no service survey survives contact with uh, the real world either yeah
0: <laughs> did uh, now the the number of free things that were available were mm-hmm. you know pretty pretty generous I thought uh, pretty generous of the sponsors and those that uh, contributed to, to that did all the freebies get claimed do you know or do they did you get feedback from those folks?
1: Um, yeah I've actually I checked with guy before we started and apparently there have definitely been more issues last year than uh, than others I think somebody because um, guy always does the prizes in the end because he's in, in contact with the um, sponsors mm-hmm. um, I think someone unclaimed and in some cases he you know he provided the addresses to the sponsors and it didn't work out, or it went missing. I mean, and, and I don't blame anybody for this because um, the the mail last year, especially in our experience too, has, that was difficult. Mm. Um, and I know that the postal services tried their best, but there was both an increased volume and there was a decrease in the, in the amount of available like uh, airmail space, and they managed to get most things arriving at all was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, saying that the mail situation in the past year has been difficult is a gross understatement, but we'll allow it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah I've, I've had some... Well, my, my daily life uh, at work, anyway, has been taken over to a large degree last year with finding solutions to mail problems. Mm. It's been so much fun.
0: No, oh, I bet. That's... <laughs> the uh well yeah we we won't get into too much further into covid related male issues but i mean ev- everything's affected right i mean absolutely everything and it's some things you wouldn't even you wouldn't even consider to be an issue are, are an issue right you know, there's a particular type of being a barber there's a particular type of comb that i like to use and mm-hmm. used to be able to get them for you know two and a half bucks a piece and now you can't get them from the manufacturer but you can get them on Amazon for eight bucks a piece so (laughs) just just my way of
1: example various changes at the same time uh, plus some things that I I understand we're going on like I'm sure you've heard about that those shipping containers that uh, have gotten redirected last over the last year and, and now they're stuck in places where they don't get moved away from anymore so there's the lack of shipping space. And uh, of course, I think something like 80% of airmail used to go via uh, commercial flights, passenger mm-hmm. flights. And, uh, well, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot fewer of those around right now. So that means that airmail space was much reduced. I think they've found other ways around that, but mm-hmm. it didn't make anything cheaper. Right. So just those things.
0: Have you seen an increase, uh, switching gears slightly if you don't mind, um, mm, sure. to Car wants <clears throat> uh, uh operations? Um, have you seen a decrease in the print subscription with a, uh, and by, how do I want to phrase this? with a corresponding increase in digital subscriptions or how's that dynamic working or Uh,
1: digital subscriptions have definitely grown faster over the last several years and not just during COVID, Mm -hmm. um but that that was ongoing already um actually print subscriptions have stayed remained pretty good even though we've had to raise pricing because of what we just said about postage Mm -hmm. Uh, postage has just gotten less reliable. It's also gotten far more expensive. Um, so no, I'm, I'm pretty happy how that went actually. Uh, people like to read still and, and like to read our magazine. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, any, uh, so Getting back to the freebies, I did. I did notice that there are absolutely no freebies that require postage this year, <laughs> and I, I presume it's primarily because of the postage issues that you decided not to offer them. Freebies?
1: You mean the prize? Uh, because we have freebies that everybody gets, and um, uh, and we have a, a bunch of prizes. And what I meant last year was just prizes. I mean. Um, I think the freebies, we did the same thing last year with it's a discount coupon and you get some digital magazines. Yeah, we had in 2019, we did have actual freebies that people could get uniquely for the survey. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, that was something like that is just not, not feasible anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, because of the, the shipping situation, it makes it too tricky. It was, it was, to be honest, in 2019, um, uh, it, it was a success, but it was also a pain in the ass for us because, you know, we have to get everything from the manufacturers, get it on time. And um, it was a spontaneous idea that turned out to, uh, it's, it's like some Kickstarters do, you know, you go, hey, that worked. Oh, wait, now practically. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of an issue.
0: Right, right. So just, to, just b- to bring it back to the present, um, let me pull up the survey um, because there are a nice, you've got a nice selection of articles that anyone that participates in the survey will have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, we've got two, four, about nine articles it looks like. From, seven, I think
1: it was, but yeah, that's all right. Two,
0: three, four. Yep, seven. I, I I'm I'm not good at, at counting apparently today. To I, to my I seven. do have the excuse it's it is early. So <laughs> um so you got a, a wide range of eras and in, in concepts that you're discussing. So uh they range from uh how to do blue tech ca- camouflage uh for for your tank models, which I think is great got a world war two and this is actually go go in nicely with the next article you got a world war two battle there um you've got short i haven't actually looked at these articles yet so you need to give me some help here is short hills is that uh american war of independence yes yes okay. it is and then we've got uh rotting dean 1377 um would that be wars of the roses then
1: uh no it can't be it must be something earlier uh let's take a look i forget to
0: guy picked them that's my excuse okay uh, ba, 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 ba. oh some sort of spanish raids on the on the uh french and spanish raids along the south coast of england in the summer of 1377 at the height of the 100 years war there you go Okay.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a mix of, um, yeah. of timing and, and some um, article by opinion piece. Yeah, I just thought I'd give a, a sort of a, a nicely mixed idea of, of what yeah. you get in WSS, of course.
0: Yeah, an opinion article from a friend of the show, uh, Big Rich Clark of Lardy's Fame. So yeah, um, that, that's definitely. I mean, it's just about it's just about the number of articles you have in a. In, in an issue, I mean, once you you know, not counting your review pages and whatnot, and
1: no, you get more in an issue. Come on,
0: um... I, said, I said just about it. It's the yeah, you know, ways yeah, yeah. to go, but yes, every issue is jam packed with all sorts of great content. Um, exactly. Now, I, just I do appreciate, make sure it gets out there. <laughs> I do appreciate that the I do appreciate that the the magazine is uh, they're by and large themed on on a particular, whether in some cases it's an individual battle and maybe how to, some ideas for gaming that particular battle from a a variety of different viewpoints, uh, whether that's a difference in scale or a particular part of a battle or maybe the campaign leading up to that battle. And then sometimes it's a little bit wide, you, you know, you cast a little bit wider net and it might be a war or, you know, a slice of an era. So um, and who, and I guess Guy makes those makes those decisions, or do you do you have some input being the the head man there? Or?
1: Um, when it comes to we, we tend, tend to pick the, the themes together, um, and uh, the, the survey, of course, has some input there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, so the theme takes up about uh edit of the editorial pages about thirty percent. So you, you get always get something out outside there. So we, we try to make sure there's something in there for everyone all the time. Um, yeah, we pick the theme together, we usually just, you know, a couple times a year, we just, um, we have a Skype session. Um, now that guy hasn't been able to visit us for a while. Uh, we have a Skype session, and then we sort of just go through options. And um, a guy has some people he talks to and gets some advice from get some ideas from. And then we try to pick them based on what we've had recently and mm-hmm. what's coming up in the rest of the year.
0: Hmm? Okay. And how far out do you plan those? Uh,
1: four to six issues, so half year and six months to twelve to twelve months.
0: Okay. All right. You know, notwithstanding the the number crunching and analysis of this year's results, what's what's coming up for Wargame soldiers and strategy? Uh, do you have any any major projects coming out? Do you have any particularly interesting or noteworthy? I, I guess they're all interesting, but it, any any surprises? <laughs> I should say when it comes to a theme coming up, you know, not I, I wouldn't expect no, I a, think... an all forty k issue, of course. But is there? That's unlikely. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you well, know, I mean, we, we've we've enjoyed um, the um, nationality based themes. We like last year we did um, Afghanistan and uh norway mm-hmm. and i think sicily is going to be on the list oh. for for a similar theme that way because you know, it's, it's kind of an obvious one because there's been so much to and fro between you know from uh you know, strictly speaking you could start with um carthage and uh, magna graecia down to world war ii um, I don't think I will go that far back, but the Punic War avoiding the Punic Wars is probably hard um, or maybe a slave war, more. who knows? Um, sure. there's so many options there but that's that's sort of an interesting different kind of angle to a theme um, that we found works well uh, and, and otherwise you know this month the, the, my brain when it comes to WSS and apart from regular issues can really only think of the great wargaming survey. Sure. Like, that's the big project of the year that, you know, it originated fairly spontaneously and it grew into a thing with a capital T.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely something now, right? No.
1: I, 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 I do believe so, but uh, yeah. Yeah, opinions may vary.
0: <laughs> well, I, I certainly look forward to it every year. Um, when the, you know, when the articles start coming out, well, I guess it'll be, typically it's around... December, January, well, when you really start getting the articles out, right, have a chance to well, really chew we, on the information.
1: Uh, that changed a bit last year because um, actually 2019, sort of in the middle of the year, uh, I got help from Miles Reedy and John Freitag. And um, especially John has you know professional experience with statistics and letting him run riot on the, again, I should say anonymized. There's only one person who, who, can see the email addresses that people submit if they submit them. And that's me. Mm-hmm. And I throw them away or I, I cut them off from any identifying markers uh, before the responses go to anybody else in case people wonder. But, um, uh, he is really good at sort of combining various points of data into, um, so to be able to say something more about, you know, uh, about the results of the survey other than straight up like, you know, question 18, 75% said A, 10% said B, 5% mm-hmm. said C, etc. Right. You know he, he can combine them and that is really interesting to see what he does and what he gets out of it. Uh, and and he's really enthusiastic about it so you know depending on whether he has time it you might see some early results faster this year who knows
0: okay well we'll we'll definitely keep an eye out um for that and uh it's i think it's becoming one of those for me at least it's becoming one of those things that august is coming we're going to get a new survey and Maybe learn a little bit more about the hobby, and, and certainly getting the notice of Wired magazine and the the University in Bramberg or Bam, Bamberg, Bramberg, Bamberg. Yeah, Bamberg. Bamberg. Um, getting interest in, from the university. It certainly, you know, it, it certainly is an interesting time to you know take our fun and games seriously, right? <laughs> to, to just kind of. You know, it, it's nice to know that this resource that you're providing, this informational resource, is, is being used for a little bit more, you know, a serious application, I guess, rather than simply, oh, let's let's take a yeah, look at. this yeah, that, I'd like know. to say.
1: I mean, it, it's it's it started out as just trying to learn something about that thing that we all enjoy doing, uh, and everybody always enjoys learning about themselves, I think, or, or mm-hmm. seeing how they fit into the, the greater group, even though there's always people who go, no, it can't be right. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I mean, from, from what I see, I always enjoy sort of browsing through the uh, the open questions at the end. Uh, and that seems, you know, it's end end, and the sort of motivational, the, the, one of the very first questions we always ask is, you know, how likely is it that you will stay in this hobby? And if you look at how many people have been in this hobby for literally decades and uh, how many people still uh, want to continue this hobby and expect it to be able to continue this hobby, that is extremely high. I mean, obviously, people who are sort of annoyed with it and, and sort of are drifting away are not going to be... Um, are less likely to take the time to respond to a question so in that in that respect uh, to a survey so in that respect the survey i suppose is self-selecting um but there are always a few people who say yeah you know pressures from life um or you know i, I I've recently been gripped by another hobby I might you know see it go down to a, to a reduced level but the enthusiasm in general that you see in the hobby from the survey is, is really high and that it's really fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that by itself is makes it worthwhile for me, I think.
0: Great. All right. Any any final final thoughts or anything that you'd like to impart on folks aside from get out there and take the survey if you haven't already? Yeah,
1: that, that's what I was going to say. If you haven't done it yet, go to www.greatwargamingsurvey.com. Uh, right. And I, yeah, you know, I hope that we'll see this enthusiasm continue for, uh, because the more people who are involved in this fun hobby, the better it is for everyone. I think.
0: Oh, I agree one hundred percent. I certainly think there's, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's room for everybody in this tent that we call Wargaming or miniatures Wargaming. and there's there's room for everybody, and there's 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 something to interest everybody, and I hope to. I hope in some small part uh, that I'm able to bring bring the hobby to folks, and I'm I'm certainly appreciative of the job that you and Guy do for the getting the word out about the hobby to the greater you know the to the greater audience. I'm every time I go into a Barnes and Noble, I'm I'm pleased to see War Game Soldier and Strategy on the on the magazine rack there. So that's uh, hope you guys can. I'm sure you'll continue that to the best your ability for as long as you can
1: uh, as long as we can it's, it's always best if there's only like one copy left and somebody buys it just before the new issue arrives
0: <laughs> well i i will continue doing my part in that regard that's that's one of the reasons that I, I that i don't do the subscription is is i like the idea of just buying it off of off of a magazine rack
1: well that that's great i mean that that signals to everyone that there's interest in it. It, It's good for Barnes and Noble, which, uh, you know, at least I think a a good bookstore should stay around as money, um, as much as possible everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So you support them and you support us. And, and, and I mean, you do, everybody does their part, I think in spreading the, uh, the word of their hobby, hopefully. Yeah. Um, And hopefully we have the, the rising tide here of, so many more nerds coming out and saying I have a nerd hobby and I think it's cool. That's just, that's just fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jasper, thank you very much for taking the time out of your Sunday afternoon to, to talk to me about this. And uh, I look forward thank to you for uh,
1: having me so early in the morning.
0: Oh, that's okay. That's <laughs> I get to, uh, I get to work on payroll <laughs> next.
1: Oh, that's fun. <laughs>
0: And then uh, when it becomes a half-decent hour, I'm going to get the lawnmower going before church. So anyhow, um, so yes, thank you very much. Uh, looking, I'll look forward to the results, as always, and hopefully have you back on to talk about some of those results for the 2021 edition of the Great Wargaming Survey. Excellent. Oh. On that note, as always, if the wargaming you're having isn't any fun, you make it fun. That is all. The Veteran War Gamer is copyright J. Arnold, 2021. Music courtesy of freemusicarchive.org.